Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Coffee is for Closers. So Matt and Pat. Pat and Matt. We're here. Today what we're going to talk about is the impending financial doom of the world and how it may or may not affect your sales. So if you don't want to lose all your money, watch past the intro. Ex-Special Forces Sniper turned entrepreneur. I've scaled numerous businesses to eight figures. My name is Matt Ryder. This is my podcast and I'm telling you to put that coffee down down so uh we did a whole thing on ftx we did it were right a big winch about losing 30 grand <laughs> and i was like i was playing with crypto and i was like you know what? i don't enjoy this i'm just gonna buy some bitcoin and some ethereum just hold it leave Safe. it just be. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it just doesn't exist anymore yep that's the beauty of crypto you can just disappear and then same just happened with a real bank a couple of them yeah so in the last couple of weeks uh signature bank out of new york uh gone mm-hmm. uh silicon valley bank gone mm-hmm. first republic bank which is like a regional bank pretty big like top 10 bank in the u.s okay. is might go down but they might get saved they have a 111 percent loan to deposit ratio mm-hmm. So did that fractional lending happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Credit Suisse, which yeah. has been an, an institution for those who have like been interested in the the banking space. Credit Suisse has been in trouble for about two years. Okay, uh, they heavily overinvested in Asian speculative markets, right. uh, and this didn't learn a lesson from. Well, they they were they did they came out of two thousand eight really well, okay. but like by happenstance, it wasn't through skill, um, and so like they didn't. There was no one there that had to learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think that that will, that, that, so they got bought by UBS, which is a really, 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 really good bank, like very, very traditional and very safe, um, in their like practices, but they like that, that will get overturned, I would think by the Supreme Court of Switzerland. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it almost have to, right? So what, what happened for those of you who don't know, so Credit Suisse is a bank, right? Um, out of Switzerland and it's Credit Suisse been around for a long time. They had a lot of like investment offshoots. Um, but this is like the main actual bank bank. Um, so what they did is they were bought by UBS for 3.2 billion, even though they had 40 billion under sort of asset mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They had a deal. So that company's worth at least $40 million, right? As a trade sale. Like, um, but they were bought for 3.2 billion. Now what happened was the Switzerland government, um, enacted emergency powers and forced UBS to buy it. Okay. With 48 hours notice to do to do the due diligence. Okay. So UBS was by as a private company by the government forced How to purchase that competitor. To because they, they enacted emergency powers. So Credit Suisse is gonna go down, mm-hmm. right? Um, like it was gonna go bankrupt mm-hmm. because they didn't have any money. And like that was started start to run on the bank, I'm pretty sure. Um, so to stop the run, they closed it, closed all withdrawals, the Switzerland government enacted emergency powers and then forced UBS to buy it. Wow. I can't imagine how that would work, though. So they did it. It's completely against the law. Um, the emergency powers are there for wars. They're not there for banking crisis. Like that, that's not written in. They had to do some heavy interpretation as to why they could do it. And uh, there's already a lawsuit that's being done by the equity holders of Credit Suisse. So like, you can buy ANZ shares, right? Mm-hmm. You can buy Bank of America shares. So people have shares in Credit Suisse. They they bought in an evaluation of forty billion dollars. Yeah. They're getting sold at three. So they're taking a bath on it, and with 48 hours notice, and like 
some of, they could have sold that for 20 to 30 billion on the market, even if it is going down. They could have paused it and sold it because it's worth money. But it had to, they, they had to be done in two days because some government fuckwit was like, this needs to be done. Yeah. Right? Um, but it'll almost definitely get overturned. Okay. Like, I don't see how it could. Yeah. I mean, it's weird that they would force a competitor to buy it and not just, like, roll, like, bail them out and make it a government bank. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, but that's what happens when you have a fairly overreaching government. You know? Imagine if, like, you know, you were forced to purchase some other fucking doctrine. You're like, what yeah. are you talking about? I don't want to. I don't want to. No, you have to. Sorry, this is happening. You're like, what if I don't? Well, then we'll shut you down. Yeah. And we'll force someone else to buy you for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Oh, I see what's happening here. Yeah. You know? It's fucking bullshit. But, well, um, yeah. I think that uh, I'm curious to see what you think of, like, all these banks collapsing and what that has for the future of even just fractional reserve lending. Like, is, is, yeah. that, is that coming to an end? Or, like, uh, you know, it was, is there going to be more? What's it going to change? What's yeah. it look like? And specifically for salespeople, how does this affect, yeah. how does this affect them? I think it depends heavily on where you are. Like in Australia, we're very safe. So Paul Keating, who was one of our prime ministers, enacted the four pillars, mm-hmm. um, uh, like legislation. So when, when he was PM, what they basically decided is that like you have to have 80% of what you lend out in liquid at all times as an Australian bank. Okay. So do they do that though? They do. They have to. It's very, very, very heavily regulated. Okay. Right? So Australian banking is very, very safe. Okay. Um, so the big four, in exchange for doing that, they get a lot of, like, you know, they don't have to, they, they get a lot of help from the government. Sure. So they just get a free pass to do a bunch of shit, but they have to keep 80%. So there's a run in an Australian bank, they have the money. Right. You know, um, uh, Canada is the same thing. So <clears throat> Canadian banks really safe, Australian banks really safe. UK banks don't do it. Um, neither do a lot of European banks. Um, and US banks are completely and totally broke. Yeah. So the US banking system is in serious trouble. Um, like all of my advisors have told me, like um, Australia is going to massively come out of this very, very well. The reason being is because like what happens when? So the the banking system works as a liquidity pool for the country. So that is why people go, oh, you shouldn't bail out the banks. You have to bail out the banks. You have to, yeah, otherwise, the whole, if you don't. otherwise the whole system collapses, right? We're so, back to throwing rocks at each other. Exactly. So it's the liquidity pool for the people. That, that is where we get all of our money and where all of our money is stored. We all agree upon it. As long as we all agree upon it, everything's fine. Every now and then the government's going to have to come in and bail it out. It's just mm-hmm. not the way it is, right? It's just like a liquidity crunch, which is what happened to SVB. So Silicon Valley Bank, what they did is actually quite smart, like traditionally, is they bought bonds. Uh, but bonds have like a, a, a term, right? And if you sell prior to the term, you get heavily penalized. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it's like when a bond matures. When you sell a mature bond, you end up making a decent amount of money. It's traditionally a very, very safe investment strategy, and tons of banks are very heavily invested in government bonds, right? However, what happened is interest rates rose, um, which is generally good for banks, because they make more money, right? Because they make money up there. Um, then from there, they had a liquidity crunch, which is like pretty common for banks. Like they're running, they're running a little bit long cash, or they'll borrow cash from other banks to cover it, and then they'll pay it back, right? But what happened was nobody lent SVB the money, so they couldn't cover the liquidity, and they had to then sell a whole bunch of their bonds prior to maturity. Right. So they lost a bunch of money, and they went down. Right. 
So they weren't uh, up to some bullshit. That's, Not really. That's what's scary, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like when um, CFTX collapsed, and it's like, oh, they were ripping, like they were totally doing everything. It was yeah. all bullshit. They were ripping people off. They never held the money. They never, they never did the things that their terms of service said they were going to do. So it yeah. collapsed, of course. But SCB doesn't sound like they were doing anything super dodgy. Yeah. And also, like, seemed like pretty normal. Slight liquidity crunch, not a big deal. We'll borrow the money. No one lent the money. Mm. Um, so it's Why like, did that happen, do you think? I'm not really sure. Usually the government would just step in and cover it. But it was, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. Um, like, because they didn't do anything overly irresponsible. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what's terrible. They borrowed, they, they, they definitely loaned a bit too much. Like, Signature Bank just loaned themselves to death. Um, on stupid ratios, you know, and that's the same thing that's happening to the First Republic. Like, they just, there's a run on that bank at the moment, so we'll see what happens with that. I think they'll be bailed out. That's an American bank? Yeah. So they're like a, a, one of the top tier regional banks. Okay. Right? So they're like top 10 banks in the US. Right. There's way more banks in the US than in Australia. And a run on the bank means a bigger run on the bank because then everyone's exactly. like, oh my god, I gotta get out. Yeah, it's funny. We watched Mary Poppins last night with the kids, yeah. and there's a run on that bank because little Michael. They try and take his little tuppence, and he's like, give me back my money. And then one person goes, they won't give him his money. I want my money. And then he goes, ah, ah, that. And it's a run of the bank. And that's literally what happens. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, it's, it's, that, it's that quick. It's like, what do you mean I can't have my cash? And then everyone's their cash, and every ATM gets wiped out. Everyone tries to pull their money out, right? Yeah. Because, um, like, you're only insured. Like, in Australia, you're only insured for 250000 mm-hmm. per account. So, like, you know, it's actually smart to have, like, Accounts with only two hundred fifty thousand dollars in it. With every bank, yeah. right? You know, with every bank, so yeah. That's packed. Here, here, because then you're actually like protected. Mm-hmm. But if you got like five million dollars in a bank account and it goes down, yeah, like oh. And I think as well, like that insurance is you're assuming that they can they yeah they're liquid enough to pay you that exactly right. And if, if like I'm sure that if an actual bank went down in Australia. The, the colossal effect of that would also... Oh, if an Australian bank goes down, it's catastrophic. Yeah. So then that would affect the insurance's ability to, yeah. to pay out the, the 250 you're for. Yeah. It's all a system of trust. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, do you, so, how do you think this affects, like, the bigger picture? Well, SVB, um, so for sales, in coaching consulting, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, because SVB was one of the main credit buyers, I don't know if people know this, of the lenders that you use to sell your coaching products. Right. Right? So um, now they've they've subsequently moved to like a different lender, but SVB... So what happens when you do funding in the coaching consulting space is you're usually doing somewhat higher risk lending, right? So um, say some companies like, okay, anyone with a 680 credit score, 680 is not bad, or 700 credit score will get the money. Then what happens is they take the first payment. Once the first payment's taken, they sell the note. So they're selling the debt, right? And a lot of it's done through uh, United or American Credit, I think, American Credit. And uh, like American Credit is like a big buyer of notes and they're like heavily, heavily invested, heavily funded through SVB, which no longer exists, right? So what everybody would have seen is basically if you were with the main lenders in the coaching consulting space, you would have had 100% denial rate. Right. Also, a lot of the payouts were paused. Okay. Right? So, um, like, big deal. A lot of coaching companies would be really struggling right now because it's really hard to find lenders. And a lot of a lot of information educational programs are very heavily bent towards 
uh, selling through funding. Mm -hmm. Because it means you just don't need to go to the sales team, right? I'll just finance it because the, the business absorbs the interest. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, the business pays 15, 16%. You know, so if it's 10 grand, that, that coaching company is, like that person's borrowing 10 grand, but 1,500 of it goes straight to the, straight to the lender. What, so the, the, the actual coaching company is paying that? Yeah. Right, okay, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so you just, I mean, you price it. Yeah, generally, yeah. but then like so the eighty five hundred goes to right. the coaching company, right? So fifteen percent off the top straight away, right? Um, and that's how like it becomes we'll finance it over thirty six months, right? You know, we get paid in full. Everybody wins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. assuming that the money's paid. Assuming there's a bank. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like, what that means is that like right now they're only going to lend to like seven forty, seven thirty and above mm -hmm. out of eight hundred. Right. So you got a fucking good credit score to get lending. Right. And if you have that, you probably don't need to. Yeah, exactly. You know, so a lot of the business models, and like there was a lot of people that used everybody gets approved models, mm -hmm. which I think basically will be kiboshed either have been, because um, I've seen some of our competitors like dramatically change tact mm -hmm. in their marketing, uh, like to a totally different avatar. And, and in what way? Explain that to you. So like, well, I mean, I can talk about it. So Cole Gordon, good guy, I've spoken about him before. A lot of their stuff is biz op sales coaching to be placed as a sales rep. But like because it's biz op, you're dealing with a lower socioeconomic demographic. Mm -hmm. Right? Of people who hate their job and want to learn and make ten K a month from the living room. Like that's you're looking for like an easy out. Yeah, that's what the ads are. Yeah. Learn this one skill and make ten grand a month from the living room. Beautiful. Are you sick of trying side hustles and shit like that, right? So that demographic needs the funding. Mm -hmm. They use a lot of funding. And a lot of it's everybody gets proved. So like everyone gets approved, but if that goes and away, how do they, how have they been managing the risk of that? That's subprime lending. What, what do you mean? Uh, it's giving money to people who shouldn't be giving money to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but like extraordinarily high interest rates. Okay. Right. Yeah. So so they accept that some of these people aren't going to pay this back, and yeah. there's nothing we can do. So about usually it. usually the business will only get half. So right. if it's like a ten five thousand dollar, everybody gets approved. That business will get twenty five hundred. Right. Okay. Right. But as the lender, then is just accepting that. Our, our interest rates are so high on the people. That so do you remember what, you remember 2008, right? Yeah. Uh, financial crisis. I was busy banging it in Afghanistan. Yeah. Around, but yeah. So that was caused by subprime lending. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Lending to people who shouldn't. Yeah. Like, but it was caused by people lending money for houses. Yeah. For property. Yeah. Which is obviously a lot bigger than 5,000. Yeah. And we don't do, uh, none of the businesses that I work with or my businesses, well, I, I, I just don't like subprime lending. Like, I, I just, especially with the volume of people we sell, I feel like I would be contributing to the next global financial crisis, and I'd rather not have that on my head. I think that, like, beyond just financial, like, there's an ethics component to that. For me, yeah, yeah, and I think that, like, we've spoken about this a lot in the past, but when you're when you're really good at selling, it, it there is an ethics component in not convincing people who shouldn't buy to buy. Yeah, right? who have and that's a conversation all those businesses can have internally and whatever yeah. they decide, they can decide. But none of my sales teams are allowed to do everyone's principles. Okay. We've, never, we've had businesses that have it, and I have, they said, oh, we use this, and I go, I won't use that. Right. And they've gotten shitty when I came in. Like, they can't afford it. They can't afford it. Yeah. Like, just because we can get someone to give them the money. Like, subprime lending is, you know, you're looking at... And anyone who says yes to a subprime model... And is okay with a thirty percent interest rate, like they're not reading it, mm. or they're too stupid, yeah, or just ignorant 
to actually go like, what does this mean? Because it's, it's almost like a hard money loan mm-hmm. where you're looking at like just hardcore monthly compounding, high interest. Yeah. It's credit card stacking and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. You may as well be yelling at the guy on the, on the corner. It's yeah. a loan shark. Yeah. Yeah. So like subprime, some, some yeah, I have a, I have a real problem with it. But like a lot of these businesses use it. And listen, they might have a phenomenal product and people get a great return. It's all worth it. Yeah. Right? So, and that's the hope. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so, like, a lot of that's being turned off because, like, every er, everything is crunching down. And so, like, what I've seen, and this is just from the outside, like, I don't have any insight into, like, Cole's business specifically, is a dramatic shift towards the business owner for their mastermind. I've never seen them advertise their mastermind before. I've always seen their ads for, like, learn this. But now I've seen immediately, and I'm getting flooded with ads just for the mastermind. Right. So, I'm like, well, that's interesting because that, to me, would indicate okay, well, all that lending is potentially dried up, so now we need to get them in this way. Or maybe they're fucking full and they have somebody sales where they don't know what to do with themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, it, like, to me, that would indicate, okay, cool, because I know what's happening in the background and all these lenders have massive... Like, we like we only have, like, 12% of our income comes from lending. Right. So we're... Like, I could lose that money, it's fine. It's not really going to affect us because we just don't pay comms on it. And, like, we could easily recover half of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if all our lending goes away, I know that I could recover half of it anyway, just through, like, sales. Mm-hmm. And I lose 6% and whatever. Yes, I think it is what it is, you know? I also have an internal finance team, which works with clients on lending strategies that don't require those methods, mm-hmm. you know, and that are more, more personal-based and using, like, their banking relationships and stuff like that for, like, a better So, at 7th level, we yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, and how does that work, someone... Commits on the call, yeah, I want this, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, so they pay a deposit. I don't have any money. Yeah, they, 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 they pay a deposit, and from there, um, if their credit's bad, then we can send them to credit repair people. And there's also, like, just we have, like, give them a list of things. Like, it's not advice, financial advice. It's like, hey, traditionally, this is what we've seen. These people are professionals. They're like, this is how people generally, like, repair their credit. Here's, you can go off and do this if you'd like. If not, we can refer you to someone who can help you do it. Because with credit repair, you can't charge for it. You can only charge for it after it's done. Really? Yeah. That's good. Yep. I mean, there's ways around that. Uh, we, we were asked to sell a program about a year ago, and it was a credit repair like program where you teach people how to do it. Because you can charge people money. It's a pretty easy process to mm-hmm. do credit repair. But it was a 10K upfront fee. And I was like, how are you doing this? And they go, oh, it's this. And I go, this seems... Like, it's not legal. They go, no, it's a gray area. I said, I'm out. <laughs> I said, I just went, I'm out. I'm flat. It's a gray area. area. I, go, <laughs> I go, I'm out. I can't do a gray It's gray area. area. Like, it depends if you get caught or not. It's the yeah. main thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. And it was like the way it was phrased in the contract. And I was like, oh, I just don't like gray areas. It's the best use of my time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, it, everything's sort of tightening up. So, I mean that, like, uh, any business that's heavily bent towards the funding model is going to really hurt mm-hmm. because like, it's just not going to be available. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been telling my sales team for probably a year, Hey guys, funding won't always be there. Yeah. Use it as a backup. You're better off getting a payment plan. You get more comped anyway, because we pay minus the fee. Mm-hmm. So if they do 10 grand minus 15%, like you're only going to get comped on 8,500. Right. They're getting comped on the 10. Okay, so it is. It, it's probably better for the consumer, the sales guy, and the actual coach, or whatever. That if they go into a payment plan and see it through without having to lend money, yeah, everybody makes more along the way. Exactly. Yeah, and the person's more committed because they've actually had to put their money down instead of just paying this like four hundred dollars monthly fee. Mm-hmm. 
What are you doing in, in instances where people do go on a payment plan for 18-month access to the course? They make the first two payments, but they've smashed through the whole, like, the content that's available to them, and then they... They, they genuinely can't make the rest of the payments. Like you, there's no way you can assess that. So if it's, like, a, yeah, if it's financed, yeah. If it's financed, well, no, it's not. not like we, it's... we we only do three pays. Okay. We do one, two, three pay. That's it. Okay. So like, um, and like, there's, so, our contract state, basically, like percentage of portals and stuff like that. Like how much you've gone through them. Like they 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 have to come with the party. Essentially, right. we also have debt collection services. Stuff yeah, that we have. To us, um, and then like, you know, usually we'll just chat to them and be like, "This is like, this is the contract. This is what you said. You've gone through the whole fucking thing mm-hmm. three times. Yeah, you owe us the money. We want to get the money. We understand you don't have it at the moment. Like, what are the options available to you? And then we'll kind of work with them. Okay. And like, it's very rare that we'll send someone to collections because like we can and we can just build in our house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but that seems like you know, just a, a shitty thing. Also, like we sometimes we can write off a portion of his bad debt. Which then reduces our taxable income. So like, it's like, okay, well, you owe us ten, pay us five, and write five off. Mm-hmm. That's the equivalent of us getting you know, six and a half. Right. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. So there isn't a blanket. We're saying we just kind of work work through it. I mean, we have like probably failed payments. I mean, we have two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand a month worth of failed payments. No shit. Yeah. So we have full time failed payment person. So all I do is collect failed payments. Right. When you're when you're looking at like you know we had uh, in the month of March we've had eighteen hundred unique customers. Right. Yes. Just, you know the the math. Ten percent is one hundred eighty people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it's just a lot. So we generally have a couple of hundred fill payments a month. Yeah. It's a lot of work. This is yeah. There's yeah. a lot of fucking around. Yeah, and then like the sales. So we have a process where the sales team will go after it. And then from there, the sales team can't do it. Then it gets passed on to like customer service. Customer service can't do it. It gets passed into the debt collection team, which is like our internal. And then like, uh, and then from there, it can get passed up to the finance team. Because so the finance team is considered a dead lead then. Like if we've gone through and we just can't. So they just fucking ghost us, right? So then we send it to the finance team. The finance team then get are incentivized to get those people. And then what they can do is they can go through and they can do Amex Blue, PayPal credit fucking all the other lending strategies that they have in order to sort of prevent this person from being sent to collections. Mm-hmm. And we have specific scripts around that, around failed payment, and, you know, people are incentivized to get it done. Mm-hmm. Once it once it gets handed off from the sales team, they don't want to come with it. Right. You know, so it's like, okay, you're forfeiting all these commissions in exchange for mm-hmm. someone else doing all the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. All right. So, failing banks, give us your wildest prophecy, like worst case scenario, where's all this headed? Worst case scenario is the US and UK banking system, I think. Like, it'll be saved, but I think it'll probably just consolidate down to the big ones. Like, the big banks are still really safe. Like, Bank of America is still super safe, and Chase is still super safe, and JP Morgan will be fine, and all kind of stuff. But it's all these, like, smaller ones that don't have liquidity. Some of the banks have so much money they don't have to do themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, Bank of America has so much liquidity. They just, they're fine. Okay. You know? Um, same as like in Australia, they're all fine. It's these like smaller regional banks that are like sort of, I think, small enough to operate in like rogue environments. Mm. You know? Do Do you think it's possible that uh, is it an Oedipus complex to where like it's going to be a little bit self fulfilling prophecy, and that now people see smaller banks are collapsing, hear people like you and others go, "Oh, the big banks are totally fine." They're like, "Okay, well, fuck this small bank, I'm pulling out of it." And well, for sure, and I think and like there'll be crypto, there'll be a huge crypto run. Which has already started. Yeah. 
Yeah, crypto. So, so you're saying I should get back in? Get back in. <laughs> like, it's already started, right? Like, there'll be a big, was it Bear Run? Is it Bear Run or Bull Run? Which is, which is a good one? Bull. Bull Run. Yeah. I always forget. So there'll be a huge Bull Run. It's already happened. Yeah. You know, Ethereum was like doubled in the past week. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll just check. Just log into your FTX and see how this guy. <laughs> I'll just have a look. Still nothing. Well, you know, FTX is still around. Yeah. Right? So it'll be... I get an email from the... CEO. The, the, whatever they call it every month, telling me that, like, no news. But it'd be interesting to see if there is a giant bull run. But it could come back. If that actually, like, fixes the liquidity crunch. I highly doubt it. Yeah. It was only a couple of billion that I'm missing. I don't know. I think, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? Um, so, so, but there'll be a crypto run. I would assume, you know, like, we've spoken about it. Like, we're buying gold. You know what I mean? So like, like <laughs> I think that there's going to be like a diversification of people's, yeah. you know, money. Like I'll have some in the bank, I'll have some wealth management, I'll have some gold. Yeah, I probably won't get back into crypto because I just can't be. I don't have the time to monitor it. Yeah, that's and, the issue with crypto. Yeah, you got to monitor it. And and nerds are stealing money from you. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how it works. That's what upset me about crypto is like people who are like. Oh, I outperformed you in the financial markets game. I'm like, oh, you did. That's great. Now I'm buying gold so that I can fucking outperform you with my gun. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was like, oh, no, you can buy gold and you can have it at this um, at this place. And I was like, yeah, but like, what happens when I rock up and it's an apocalypse? And they're like, I'm not giving you gold. Yeah. Then I got to kill them anyway. <laughs> so I might as well have my I'm gun. drawing a treasure map. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm finding an island. I'm burying the gold. I'm then like ripping up that map. I'm yeah. posting the parts of it to different parts of the earth. Yeah, that's that seems like the safest move. Yeah, I mean we're trying to get smaller coins so we can use them. As, <laughs> we as, can actually trade with them. We trade them. Buy coffee. I don't want like I don't want like two ounce coins that are worth 12, 12 grand a pop. No, I want true. like eight, one tenth ounce coins that I can yeah. that I can trade services and get Channing Tatum for my butt boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It'd be impossible. laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. I was like that's an odd thing. Turn around, Channing Tatum. <laughs> Oh, this, is, yeah, this is a great movie. movie. What a wonderful movie. movie. Yeah, you know what we were watching last night it was Soul Plane. You ever seen that? Um, oh man, don't think so. It's like Soul Kevin. Kevin it's like from two thousand four. Okay, it's the most racist movie you'll ever see. It okay. is fantastic. Really? Yeah, it's like written and directed by Kevin Hart. I think okay. back when he was like twenty seven. Right. And it's about a this black guy, Kevin Hart. He gets like injured on a plane. They award him with a hundred million dollars, so he starts his own airline. It's called NWA, right? <laughs> uh, and it's the Soul Plane, and it's purple. It's got giant spinning, you know, rims and hydraulics and shit like that. There's first class, business class, and low class, right? And there's like standing room only at the back, like a bus, shit like that. They tried to do that. Ryanair wanted to do that. Yeah, the, the 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 half sitting, half yeah. yeah, yeah, standing room only. They were like, no, no, <laughs> no. But I mean, to be honest, like on those short European flights, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, like right? tried yeah. yeah. So, like, you, plane crashes, your seat ain't protecting you. No. Right? Like, you're being liquefied whether you're standing or sitting. Yeah. It may as well be cheaper to sit. Yeah. Because you know they make they make jet fuel that doesn't combust. Really? But it's so, so expensive nobody uses it. Yeah, well, yeah. it's important that it does combust at some point. No, like, it works <laughs> as a jet fuel, but then if the plane crashes, it won't be Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, but it's so expensive. Yeah, well, I guess, like... The, the fuel on board is one of the ways, but the plane going from 500 k's an hour to not is 
that's that's also a big problem for you. You just need um what's that guy? What's that guy that had a thousand? Um that guy. Tom Hanks. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> 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 it's true. But yeah, so my prediction is like um you know, for sales, like we had Jeremy script out all of this for the sales team because yeah. I know like I think like one of the benefits it's like I said to around Christmas. It's like if you know what the objection is, you can set up your call to combat it. You know, so you can you can pepper things in, like you know, with these uncertain times with the banking stuff. Like, why why is doing this so important to you now that a lot of people are going to be running away from it? You know, so like, um, and for sales training in general, it's usually very beneficial. Now, so for sales training for seventh level, we're going like really hard, and this is a really good time to, to get market share because. Companies generally during economic crisis they invest in sales training. Mm-hmm. That's been like the tradition. So mm-hmm. we've been after one economic crisis after another. So it's been quite good for seventh. On the sales sniper side, we've fired nearly every client. Right. Right. Because because I just think they're all going to collapse anyway. So I might as well just pre-do it. Get ahead. You know. Well, I had, I had a look at them, and we we just kept the best clients that we had, and we had a conversation with them, and we went much harder in the pain with them. Okay. So we provided more services, added more. Like we dealt with each other the reps. That are on certain ones, we've escalated, we've escalated some of them to global markets instead of country specific, and like we we, we literally fired uh, all but four clients, uh, and our revenue didn't move. Right. You know, so because I was just like, well, because I just did analysis and all of them, and I just didn't. You know, I was like, I think you're going to collapse. You're going to collapse. You're going to collapse. You're going to collapse. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so why stay? Yeah. You know, sort of like some of them are so aligned on the funding they're going to. They, they, they just can't, well, they it's, that, it's like the basics 80 20, right? Like, if, yeah. if 80% of your money is coming from 20 clients, just focus on those. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. it's great. Like, it's so free. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's good. So, like, I see like the coaching industry taking a huge dive, and the ones that are set up for it. Like, I, I think, like, I pride myself, like, we, we've seen things coming. It's, it's like seventh and own coaching company for a while. So, like, me and Marco have been specifically diversifying into different countries. Mm-hmm. We've been like we've really focused on Australia. So it's like we've got all the Australian stuff set up, we tested the ads, we've got the team, everything's good to go and ready now. And we started turning it up because Australia is a safe haven. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so we've, we've been doing Canada as well. I've set up a Canadian entity, we have Canadian funding, we have everything set up to be able to ramp up Canada, and we are doing that. So it's like we've been. Slowly but surely, ensuring that this business doesn't rely on any one country, any one product, any one thing. So something can go down and we can fix it. Yeah, perfect. Um, and we've been doing that pretty intensely over the last year. Because, like, you know, you use COVID. Like COVID destroyed 80% of businesses that were doing well. So it's like, well, we have to assume something like that will happen again. So how do we combat it? That wheel's still turning, it just takes a different form, right? Exactly. So, you know, now the banks are collapsing. I think murder hornets were a while ago. You know, <laughs> who knows? Aliens. Aliens next. That is probably the big one. Yeah, aliens. Yeah. And then we just have to figure out, like, you know, how to sell with, with alien behavior. Any PQA. No, it's a it's, it's it's persuasion question for aliens. Yeah, it's just an upsell. Yeah. So, so anyway. New package, you're after we already have done yeah. 2.0. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an upsell. What a new thing. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But that's another thing as well, having different products. And yeah. So we've, we've we diversified our product range um, in the 7th level as well to have like a wider variety. Mm-hmm. Now that we've got the ones dialed in, so, and then we've got subscription services now. We've got a subscription service up to 
25000 a month with no ads in three weeks. Perfect. You know, so the goal is to get that to cover the payroll. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that for next year. And then we're pretty, pretty bulletproof. Because like, it's so many customers paying a small amount. Yeah. They could, you know, you lose... And that maybe that's a uh, like a enduring model throughout weird times, right? It's yeah. like much smaller payments after making more yeah. paper. Yeah, and we've just set the business up to where like we can dramatically reduce expenses very quickly. Yeah. So like, you know, um, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know what other coaching companies are doing, but like, Tom will tell. We're a good one to work for. <laughs> like we don't like we're free to. I, I speak to a lot of other like business owners that are in the same space. And they're just fucking. Retarded. I mean, I don't know if you can say that. Or definitely can't. Okay. Well, there they are. Yeah. Like you know, they're, they're just not reading the play and preparing, or they're just just, just even stupid shit. Like I mean, I remember I was talking to a guy a while ago about like how annoying this whole sales tax nexus that we have to do is. Like, what do you mean? Like, well, he's so infographic, right? Like, yeah. And I'm like, you have to do sales tax. Like, no, 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 we don't. We're not a sales company. I was like, well, you might want to look at the tax code because mm-hmm. you definitely are. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you sell an info product. Uh, or you have like any PDF downloadables, anything, any revenue that comes from that is liable for sales tax. It changed like eight nine months ago. Mm-hmm. Within Australia, no, within the US. Okay. So, but like that's a huge fuck around because every state is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the US is more comparable to Europe than what it is to Australia. Mm-hmm. So it's fifty unique entities with fifty unique rules and regulations. So like each each state has a totally different threshold, mm-hmm. and each state defines everything differently. So like this the, the basically the federal government said if you have a SaaS or a PaaS, so like platform as a service or sales as a service, um, like you, you could probably manipulate things to make it look like you're really doing coaching, but even though you have like an, but if you have an online portal, you have to pay sales tax. Right. It's just the way it is. You know, so like our SLO, which is our self learning offer which has no coaching attached to it, which a lot of people have, so it's just a front-end offer with PDFs, downloadables, and access to a portal. That is 100% liable for sales tax on every single claim. Yeah. You know, so it's like... So you, you've set up all the infrastructure that tracks all of that, what's well, that's, in? Well, we ended up doing it retrospectively because it only changed halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. And whenever we added in that information to the front-end, Tanked liquidation from seventy to five percent. Even just add all we do is add in a zip code. Yeah, five percent liquidation. People don't want to give it to us. Yeah. So now, so we have a process of gathering it, but it's very time-consuming. But we have the process now yeah. of how to do it without causing that resistance. Without causing resistance, but we have to figure out a way to get it. Yeah. And this is a couple of things like, um, like. There's a couple of different companies like we can move it away from Stripe onto a different company because there are a couple of different companies that although they're more expensive, they act as the merchant. They act as the agent, which sends them. They, they cut the sales tax. Right. It's fucking confusing. But, but like, all most that, people aren't doing that. No, no one's doing it. Right. No, none of them are doing it. And this is like, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I remember asking Brunson about it. And he was like, I don't know. I was like, don't worry about it. You didn't look him in the eye when you... No, I I've heard in my case. Yeah, good. Yeah. I didn't even look at my phone. It was your boxer. <laughs> I closed my eyes. <laughs> um, but just like none of them are doing... So like I just can't see this business, these businesses lasting much longer because like all, the, all it takes is like some guy at the IRS... And please do it. If you're listening to this from the IRS, please order the production industry. I would love it because it would be a literal collapse of every business. Yeah. And right. we'd be the only one left standing because like 
you know, all of these people, they have CFOs, right? Their CFO is, like, their friend who, like, yeah. went to uni for two years for finance, but knows fucking dick about shit yeah. when it comes to it. It took me four months to hire a CFO. He starts in mid-April. And the guy was like the VP of finance and head of finance for these like huge companies. And he cost a fucking bomb. Yeah. Um, but he's really good. And he's older and he's, you know, he's better into it. He knows what he's doing, you know? So uh, it was a difficult hire. Like it took a long time to find person. I would never get someone from like the industry. Yeah. Like, he's, like because, you know, and also I don't think people realize like if you're a C-level, if you're, if you're actually like on the website, if your title is C-level, like you have to have DNO insurance for that person, which is like because you automatically become a director of the company. Mm-hmm. So you're now liable for all actions of the company. So like if I'm you know working for coaching company X and they make me the COO, gee, I'd be like, all right, cool. Let me see everything. I'd be like, let me see your balance sheet. Let me see your finances. How tied up into this personally are you? Like make sure I've got my DNO insurance. Like what have we got? Also, you have to be a fucking W two. If you're a C level, you must be a W two. What's that? That's an employee. It's an employee. Right? And all yeah. these motherfuckers are running as contractors. And, like, I hear them talking about it. And, like, I don't say anything because I don't really care. Like, whatever. If you think your business, it's, business. It's, it's only to benefit from me. Yeah. So I have no fucks to give if you guys fuck this up. But I know all these guys are running as contractors. None of them are W-2s. Right? Um, like, I know they probably don't even know what fucking DNO insurance is. And, and, like, these companies are making tens of millions of dollars a year. And I'm like, how long can you do that for? Yeah, and this industry really boomed during COVID. The industry is really only three to four years old of like proper, insane amounts of people getting making good money. Yeah, but I just I just don't see it lasting long. And well, this is what business coaches don't teach. They're all business coaches. Yeah, but none of them teach you, hey, like, how is your P and L set up? Do you have the correct insurances? Like, are, do do you have enough cash in the bank to? cover X, Y, and Z, like how are you doing your cash flow management, what taxes are you registered in, what what state are you registered in, because you know what I mean, because like that, you know, and, and if you're, everyone's registered in Delaware, right, that's like where everyone registers their company, mm-hmm. because it's got like zero tax, but if you're not in Delaware, you have to have a license in the, co- in where you are to act as a foreign agent. Mm-hmm. So, no one has that. No. Like, like you know, like because I've said stuff like this before, and they'll look at me like dumbfounded. I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, the only reason why I know it is because I just don't want to go to jail. Yeah. So Well, but also, I think a lot of the, what I see anyway is a lot of the, the coaching companies are just looking to make as much money as fast as they can and then they're going to jump ship. So they're not really looking to do things especially well. Yeah. I'm going to sell all of this. I'm going to like hit a point then this company's collapsing and I'm going to go on to the next thing with the money that I carry on. Yeah. But I mean, you're still liable for all that. Yes. Yeah, so it's, 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 that's a, it's done. That's a future path problem. Yeah. Right. And hopefully that guy is not having to pay for the sins of the yeah. guy in the past. Like even people that I think are smart, like I won't say names, but like we had a company go, oh, hey, I think we over, you over, we overpaid you a bit. I was like, okay, send me the information. And the entity is shut down. They deregistered it. And I'm like, but guys, you can't hit me up for a debt for my deregistered entity. They're like, oh no, but we overpaid. I was like, yeah, but you've, you've closed that business. Yeah. And this guy's supposed to be a CPA. I'm like, but business doesn't exist anymore. They're like, yeah, yeah. So like, how can we do this? I'm like, no, we, we don't do this because that business won't exist. Yeah. It is illegal to claim debt from a business doesn't exist because when you deregistered it, you closed off the books, you closed off the debt, it's gone it's forever. Which means that someone can't hit you up for money. 
Yeah. So I can't go, you underpaid me. They go, I'm Steve Rogers, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. And it'd be like, ah, shucks. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, so, like, and these are, like, people who are making... We should know better. Millions and millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Because I was doing sales. I know exactly what I'm doing. It was obscene in my life. And none of it. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, anyway. Snap it, dude. I'm sure everyone will be fine. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Wouldn't worry about it. I, if you're a sales guy out there working for a country company, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, fine. <laughs> and the liquidity crunch of banks won't affect you. I would just keep selling blind faith in these business owners. Go hard. If he has a Lambo, it's probably all good. <laughs> as long as it's not rented. Exactly. All right. All right, guys. That's it. See you next time. Put that coffee down. Down. down.